The Ewan Grant Podcast, the Limestone Coast Triple M. G'day, it's Ewan. Welcome to a brand new ep of the Ewan for Breakfast podcast. Last weekend, Hooked on Portland took place. Boom Crash Opera headlining, and I got to catch up with Peter Marslin from Boom Crash Opera. Peter really has played with a huge array of incredible Aussie talent. Yeah, I've been really fortunate. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's my magnetic personality or something. <laughs> but I've, I've, I'm still doing it. I'm, I'm really chuffed about that. I, I sometimes I look back and go, "Gee, I, I played with that person and that person," and you know, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a wild ride. What, how did you get into music in the first place, Pete? Well, you got to go right back to when I, I think the first, I think the first time I heard music was probably you know the Beatles. Yep. You know, and I, I remember my mum taking me to see Hard Day's Night when I was a kid, just loving it. And then as I grew older, I was watching uh, the Partridge Family and the Monkeys on television. And I think I, this is true, a true fact. I knew what I wanted to do before I knew what instrument I was going to play. So how if that did, makes any sense. How did you decide on drums? Uh, my cousin was a drummer, and so there was a drum kit around. And I had another cousin who was, who was learning guitar, and he said, you should play drums, we'll start a band. I said, oh, you know. I had no idea what to do. He said, I kind of know how to do it, so I'll show you. And I just sort of watched him, and, oh, I can pick it up. You know, I think it was about 11 or 12, and I went, oh, yeah. Then it just it escalated from there. I, I, was, I was sold probably from... Straight away. So how did the Boom Crash Opera story G'day, start? G'day, it's you and, and Triple M and, and the Man Gambia Hotel are creating the ultimate Australia Day schnitzel. Well, what would you have on yours? A layer of cheesy mite, bacon, pineapple, tasty cheese over the top. Pineapple, mango, passion fruit, cheese, bacon. Music for me. And so I was stumbling there, you know, not knowing what to do when I arrived in Melbourne. It took me about... A few years before G'day, I it's you and was playing Best Butcher on the Limestone you know, Coast is voted by you. All thanks to the Steel Shop Mount Gambia, Mick and the team at Collins Court Butchers. Uh, thanks, Steve. Thanks very much band, to the listeners as well. I suppose we try and have the best quality we can and good customer service. Look after all the customers the best we can. I want to write commercial stuff. I've been writing songs with that Peter Farnan from Serious Young Insects, and we want to be in them. We want to get on Countdown. And I said, oh, cool. So they played me what they were writing. I thought, this is it. I'm sold. So the, and we, then we, then we found we got Dale because I was in a band with Dale, and then we found Greg O'Connor, the keyboard player, and that was it. That was at the end of '84. Now, what has been the best thing about having a musical career for you? I mean, you've done some incredible things over the course of a lifetime. Mm, mm, you look, that's a, it's a really difficult question to answer, but I'll, I'll just say that one of the greatest things you can do as a as a musician playing in music is you're playing the music first and. I'm never. I'm always uh, cognizant that I am employed because somebody wrote a song. You know what I mean? And and I've got to play those songs over the years. I've got to play um, Down Under with Men at Work. I've got to play Boys Light Up with James Rain. I've I, I'm playing Georgia Girl with the Seekers. I'm playing Working Class Man with Jimmy Barnes. You know, and so forth and so forth. I go, wow! I'm actually playing with those guys. That's that's big for me. You know, the boy from Cairns. And I'm playing these songs with those people. That's pretty significant for me, profound for me. Lead up to Australia Day, it makes you think, doesn't it? Mm, mm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm still doing it, you know? And one of the reasons I still do it is because I, I absolutely love it. It's like, why do, you, why do the Rolling Stones do it, you know? 
why does Ringo Starr do it? Well, they don't need the money. They're not doing it. Well, I'm doing it for the money. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, they don't need to do it. But if they don't do it, they'll probably just, just I don't know, fall away and die. They must, need to do it, you know. It must be an incredible rush to be on stage and performing for people who who adore your music. It is. You know what? It's it's a it's what do they call it? Job job satisfaction. There's a lot of job satisfaction. There isn't look, there's a downside to it all. And and for me, a lot of that's the travel and the airports and the schlep. But you're on stage for an hour and that it makes up for it. It's a really good feeling. It's a good buzz. And if you do a really good show and everyone's happy and walking, you get a buzz out of that for days to weeks later. Peter, the, the Boom Crash Opera story hasn't always been a bright one. There's been some uh, some major hurdles to uh, mm. to get through over the years. Mm. Yeah, this the most recent one was Dale's accident about um, was it three years ago. He 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 uh, was uh, at a hotel uh, staying the night, and he fell. He got up early in the morning to go to the toilet. He fell and he hit his head, and he couldn't move, and so they had to chopper him to uh, Royal Melbourne, and he had surgery in his back and his neck. And it was touch and go whether he would ever walk again. And so he struggled to get back. So they had to operate through his vocal cords. So we had a year off because we had the, an entire year booked, but we had to have that, have that year off. And now he's back. He's singing like a bird and he's awesome again. He, he's one of the, he's like the bloody, you know, the Arnold Schwartz. He's like the Terminator, Dale. You can't, <laughs> he's incredible, you know? <laughs> Peter Maslin, Boom Crash Opera, their concert in Portland was absolutely sensational. And there's been some great pics on social media over the last week about said concert. Now, talking of concert experiences, there's been some great stuff happening here in the Blue Lake City. Summer on Watson has been a huge success. Sarah Philpot from the Mount Gambier City Council is here to tell us all about it. Sarah, council must be pretty happy at the success. It's been really good. We have been updating council on a monthly basis, so we did do an update again into this council meeting. What we've found is that um, it's really been at this bit of this end of summer, you know, from uh, later December through until the end of January that, that it's really kind of kicked off. So we've had um, really been concentrating on working with community and businesses who are planning on holding events and making the heart of our city with our cave gardens, Sugi area, um, a, a real focus, closing off Watson Terrace. So um, recent examples, of course, we um, had our New Year's Eve festival, which we relocated because the community group who were running it were unable to put the festival on. So we delivered a family-friendly New Year's Eve celebration. We hosted um, the end of a, um, a bike uh, tour at this location. And we have got, of course, upcoming things like our Australia Day celebrations and um, a whole lot of music uh, in the park over this coming weekend. There was a, a wine festival here, for instance. So we've really seen the heart of this um, place in our city. I mean, we're very lucky to have this beautiful space um, right on our doorstep, right in the heart of our um, of our city area. So, um, so I think we'll have learnt lots. Uh, we've we'll be reviewing. So, all of the events which have been held here, we're doing a review of those, and we'll also later down the track put a bit of a total review back to council to say what worked really well, what could we improve on, um, you know, how how active were, was our community in participating and so on. So, look, it's it's been great. Um, as I said, 
little slow to start off with, really ramped up in these um, later warmer months. And, and I think it's been a great way of testing and trialling some new stuff and really bringing life into the heart of the CBD. So I think it's been an overall success and there's lots to learn. Sarah Philpot talking all about the success of Summer on Watson. Now, this weekend, lots of great stuff going on around the Limestone Coast. This weekend, sports-wise, lots going on. Baseball, softball and tennis are back this weekend. Cricket is taking place, both associations, over the course of the weekend. And women's footy, if you haven't checked it out yet, round three of the competition underway this weekend. On Sunday as well, the Panola Amateur Swim Club have got their meet taking place at the Panola Pool, and a big shout-out to everybody who's taking part. Also this weekend, talking sport, the Bryce Pollard Memorial Cricket Match, the 100-ball smash. We talked about it earlier this morning. Cricketers taking on the footballers. It's going to be a day-night game under lights, and it's going to take place at Mount Burt tomorrow. It's going to be a huge game. With the weather the way it is, the Nangwari Pool have got the inflatable obstacle course that Dartmoor Rodeo was on this weekend. And if you want to check out some amazing art from a local artist here in the Limestone Coast, the art exhibition Machado Fine Lines. It is on from today at Little Blue Wren. Well worth taking a look at. The exhibition is on for the next month and the art is just amazing. Now, talking events and looking just a little further in the future, Valentine's Day is going to be fantastic. There's going to be a great performance at the Sir Robert Heltman Theatre. It's called Men Who Dance and I get to talk all about it. Okay, I love your enthusiasm because really that's what the show is all about, enthusiasm. Very rarely do you ever get to see real men really dancing, but this show is exactly what it features, real men really dancing, all different styles. The show consists of 23 different numbers, if you like, that all have like a little storyline. So every time the stage goes to black, the next thing you're going to see, which will last for about three minutes or so, is something completely different. There's everything from a boxing match, some of which is in slow motion, to a shark eating the audience after an underwater number. I mean, it's not really underwater, but that's (laughs) the effect. To hip-hop, to classical dance, to tap dancing, and it's all got a great sense of humour. Now, you guys have also won two Fringe Awards. We have, and we've got five-star reviews from everybody that's come to see the show virtually. The, the great thing about winning the Fringe Awards is basically that it's acknowledgement that this is something special. And it is something special. It genuinely is something special. It's a great night out. I hadn't actually tweaked it was Valentine's Day, but a perfect, perfect day to do this show. But um, fundamentally, the show are six guys doing group numbers with all six, solos, duos, trios, and so on. The lighting is amazing. It's a complete package, and it's a great package for anybody that appreciates entertainment, really. Big shout-out to Malcolm and the boys from Men Who Dance. They're going to be here in the Limestone Coast, Feb 14, Valentine's Day, at the Sir Robert Helpman Theatre. That's the end of the Ewan Fabrecki podcast for this week. I will be back next week with all you need to know from around the Limestone Coast. Have a great weekend. Let's chat Monday with everything sport in the Limestone Coast. Limestone Coast Sports Shorts, all thanks to the OK Pie Shop. The podcast will be back Monday morning.